conversation and then the music fades and we just keep having it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think it's fun too. Yeah. So this is me telling people that are listening right now that you're not supposed to hear the stuff you don't hear. So I was like with this dude the other day and we were drinking beers, right? And like, no, I'm just kidding. Oh man. I want to hear about your restaurant, but can I tell you something I'm really excited about? Please. I would love to hear what you're excited about. Last week we talked about our network and I come from a network of Magic the Gathering players. I have a pretty extensive group of people I play Magic with, people create content. And when I was playing Magic the Gathering competitively, my teacher was this guy named Yossi and Yossi is amazing. He's so smart. He's really good at teaching people. And I learned like most of what I know from him. And he hit me up currently somewhere else in the world doing work, hit me up and was like, yo, I just listened to your podcast. It's really good. Good job. I love learning about it. And I was like, oh my God, my idol just hit me. You're like, dude, we made it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was in the car with my girlfriend. I was like, nah, nah. No, she just hit me up. She's like, I don't know who that is yet. And I was like, well, I'll <laughs> tell you about him. But how cool is that? She's like, that's pretty cool. It's amazing to have those little forms of recognition that like you almost can't explain to people because it's like so like niche to you Mm -hmm. that it's like, no, trust me, this is like the coolest thing that could possibly happen. And I can't even explain to you how cool it is, but it really is. This is is my idol. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was pretty happy. That's my story for the week. But your story for the week is you made hamburgers that aren't made with hamburger. That is absolutely true. I didn't make anything, to be fair. I'm there as a person who says this tastes good or this doesn't taste good enough yet. I'm kind of like the producer guy in the corner that's like, chef people, do what you do better. And they're like, you don't know anything. Shut up. And I'm like, well, let's work together. No, not really. But like, I'm like, we basically just, we went in and recipe tested everything and kind of like made sure all of the recipes were as good as we thought they were whenever we made them up a while ago. Like Mary made up a bunch of recipes before yeah. and we kind of worked together in our home kitchen and kind of refined them. And then we did pop-ups with them now are in the brick and mortar space, which is like our restaurant. We were in the kitchen for the first time and we were testing out those recipes, trying to scale up, trying to make them to where we can make large batches of stuff. And it still tastes as good as it does when you make small batches, which is really hard. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that ever. I mean, it's just simple math, but at the same time, there's so many variables that can get fucked up in that. And like how you, let's say you're like adding spices and you're doing it in a large quantity. It's like the way that you actually mix things up or lets things settle will actually affect how certain parts of the batch taste and stuff. So you don't really have to worry about that when you're making really small amounts of things. Like one burger could have all the pepper. Right. And one burger could have none of it because yes. if you don't mix it enough. Yeah. And you don't even think about that. You're like, it's just, th- these are the things that you kind of have to like be in the space and work those things out. And so we were doing that and it was the first time that they made a burger on our stuff and we were all really excited. We all tasted it and we were like, hell yeah, Neil. I, in my mind, this is what I was thinking. I didn't tell them this, but I was like, God damn, they're fucking badass at what they do. Cause they just did this first try all new equipment, all new stuff. And it was just fucking amazing. And it only took three hours. You can't see Neil right now, but he's exploding with energy. And on a similar note today, we are talking about how to get real life experience in the music industry. And I think that what triggered this thought for me was like, people always have this problem. It's kind of like this thing that people are like, well, I don't know. And I don't know if you want to tell everybody about the problem. It's, it's kind of the thing where it's like, Hey, um, you know, we want you to have experience. We also like, we can't hire you unless you have experience and you can't get experience unless you get hired. So it's like this whole conundrum, you know? Yeah. It's like, how am I, what, wait, what you want me to have experience, but you won't give me, how does this work? So we are here to kind of help you out and explain how you can kind of weasel yourself in and hopefully get some experience. And, uh, I don't know. When I started my career, I ran into it a ton with 
photo shoots, right? I was like, hey, can you hire me for your magazine? And they're like, you have to shoot the way we shoot. You have to shoot, you know, it's alternative press magazine. Like you have to create photos like we do. So I looked at their photos and I was like, all right. So I just went out in the cornfield and started shooting photos of my friends with like smoke <laughs> machine, cornfield, like take photos of them, Wisconsin. And I finally sent them a photo after like a few tries. We're like, yeah, that's good. Do more of that and we'll hire you. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but you just, I just kind of had to figure it out. You know, nobody was, I didn't have anybody tell me what to do, but I don't know if you have a situation that a, a quick one that off the top. Of yeah. Your head. It's, it's frustrating. I mean, you know, it's like, Hey, we'll put you on this tour, but we need you to bring people out to the show. It's like, I hope to open your tour so that I can have people come out to our show yeah. and it, it is, it kind of works that same way, but it's like, I mean, when we were kind of coming up, we were like, Hey, there's a show coming to town. We'll open the show. Just put us on, please. You yeah. Know? And I think we did that enough times where that we finally were like, all right, well, fuck this, this isn't working. And then we just booked our own tour and no one showed up. And then we just kept doing that. And finally people started coming eventually. And we had enough tours under our belt where no one was there, but it didn't matter because we did it anyways. And we were good enough to open a tour for someone else, you know? Yeah. So you had to prove yourself. All right. So how are we going to go over it today? We're going to cover creating your own luck, contacting and shadowing crew members. And while you're doing that, how to not embarrass yourself. So what to wear, how to, what to talk and or how to talk, how to act and all that jazz. But Neil, before we get into it, we have a very important thing to cover. My favorite part of the week, the Patreon patrons. You predicted it, man. Last week we talked about what we hoped, right? We hoped for 11 more patrons to join and we put it out in the world and fucking 12, we got 12. patrons joined. And that's thanks to 12 of you and those 12 people are, you want to do it all in a row or go back and forth? Uh, let's go back and forth just to see how smooth we can do it. All right, we'll go. try to do it as smooth as possible. Cassandra. Emma. Cheyenne. Ashley. Mara. Effie. Tristan. Freha. Nicholas. Aaron. Zach. And Katharina. You had all the hard names, which was really awesome because I can't read. Yeah, I know. And I wrote them and I actually hit up this person that goes by Effie and was like, how do I say your name or is there a nickname? Because I don't know what that is. Their whole name is Efrosini. Or She's from Greece and it's Efrosini, I think, if, if I remember correctly. But I only know this because she's a part of my Twitch and I did the same thing live on Twitch and I was super embarrassed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you know, Neil, what I noticed is there are a lot of girls joining us, which I am super happy about because... If I could say my biggest tip with touring is that it's just a bunch of dudes. Like, let's just some more girls on the road. Yeah. I think that there is so many things that if you, if we diversify the landscape of touring, it would be so much, such a better experience. I feel like. Yeah. You know, so thank you for uh, joining us and learning with us. And we hope we can help you get on tour. Let's go. Okay. So our goal is we want to get you out, practice skills and learn. I know it's a little hard right now. we got Corona. But it's really one thing to listen to this podcast and understand what we're saying. It's another thing to do it. So the sooner you can kind of find a way to do it in your area, the better. And we're going to walk you through what we believe is the best way to kind of wrap your mind around what that feels like and looks like in your world. All right. So the most important part, Neil, is creating your own luck. And if you've never heard of this before, it, the concept is it's like you don't really know how you're going to get from point A to point B, right? You don't know how you get from your couch to on tour. But we can all agree that going to a concert is more productive than sitting on your couch. So that relationship, that thought process of being like, I don't know how going to concert is going to help me, but I know it's a step in the right direction. 
That's the underlying concept to all these things. We're just talking about ways you can improve your luck of getting on tour. And so sometimes I don't, I don't know, Neil, if you've ever heard like you're on tour and people are like, oh, you're so lucky to get what you're doing. Do you ever feel like being like, yeah, or what? All the time. And it's funny because it's like, I think this is a perfect example of the create your own luck thing mm-hmm. is it's, it's a, uh, what is it? Luck is. Oh, you had this before. Opportunity and hard work where they meet, right? That is what being lucky is, is being able to take advantage of an opportunity because you've already put in the hard work. Preparation meets opportunity. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We got it. Preparation versus whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. You know what we're saying. So I don't think that the idea of luck is like this mythical thing that like, you know, Mm -hmm. no one can really understand. I think it's something that is, is actually pretty scientific. I think you go out, you do the work, without any expectation. And then one day something you're not even planning on, someone says, Hey man, I need you to come do this for me. And there is your luck. You're presented with this opportunity. You've already been doing all these things and you just go there and you do it. And it just is that simple. The other thing though, you you were talking about going from point A to point B. A lot of times that's not just a linear thing. It's not like, Hey, this is a straight line from the couch to the tour. And a lot of people get kind of discouraged by that, but it's like, as long as you're moving forward, you're doing the right thing. And yeah. like you're saying, going to, going to a concert, meeting people, you never know, like we talked about in the last episode, you never know when you're going to get a chance to network with somebody and you're going to be able to utilize that contact to further your career in every aspect. You never know that. And that's another way of being lucky. And it's, it's another way of kind of how important it is to network and how important it is to constantly be working, constantly be doing something. To further where you're at and maybe going off what you said it might be better to say you're going from point a to point z and there's about a bunch of letters in between and you don't know when you're going to hit them but you're going to hit them and your yeah. path can look different than everybody's path is going to be unique but like you're saying i think this the first thing to get in the habit of doing is tell everyone you know what you're doing and what you want to do so let's say for me it's photographer for neil it's in a band Everybody we talk to, our friends, our family, our coworkers, we're going to start telling them like, yes, I want to be a touring music photographer. And I don't know, why do we do this, Neil? Like, what is the purpose of that? The reason that you would go around telling everyone exactly what you want to do is you are manifesting this destiny. You are creating a place where you want to land and everyone around you can then expect to see you there one day. It's what you are, you're kind of painting this picture of where you will be and people will start to expect it. They will start to hear about it from like, oh, Adam wants to be a photographer and they have a friend who is also a photographer and they may be able to link you guys up. And in their life, they're like, hey, this you should meet my friend Adam. He's an amazing photographer. He's up and coming. He could absolutely help you on a shoot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's another way of networking. And I think that another example that maybe could show how this works is like Neil's telling everybody that they're opening a vegan restaurant and he's doing that because, you know, he wants his restaurant to be successful. And let's say I talk to a friend who's going to be in Florida and they're vegan. I'm like, Oh, you should go to my friend's restaurant. Obviously that's totally different. We're not about doing it's it's totally different than the music industry, but the principle is the same. You want to get it out there that this is what you're doing so that when somebody in whatever situation they're going about in their life, finds a situation they can help you out in, they will because they're part of your network. And we learned that last week, the main thing, to do with networking is help each other. So if they're good at networking, they will help you out when they find an opportunity to help you with. People feel fulfilled when they're able to help other people that they care about 
in those instances, something that really matters to them. And they feel like they are doing something and they gain something from it as well. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best feelings in the world. All right. So you're going around telling everybody what, what you want to do. The other thing that you can do is kind of put yourself in positions to get better opportunities. So we know that touring is the goal, but you can do stuff locally that kind of puts you in front of people that might be more beneficial as part of your network than let's say your friends and family that are not in the music industry at all. I think one of the easiest ways to do what you're talking about is to go out and find a local job that doesn't really require too much experience. Like one of the best things you can do to gain that experience is to get a job at a venue, a, a local place that you go see concerts already. You know, uh, some of the jobs I think that would be really easy that don't really take that much experience before you get there is security, merch, concessions, you know, maybe be a runner for the tour manager or someone on tour. You can even, if you're into photography, you could go and just be a photographer for the venue or maybe just work the door for the venue. There's tons of things that you could do to kind of... Yeah, I mean, all these things that you're talking about will help you get in a venue and just understand what the day looks like, right? You'll start understanding the logistics or the things that happen between doors and the show or what, what it just looks like to be at a venue. Because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you might not even know goes on if you're, uh, you know, just going to the concert to see the concert. You want to put yourself in these positions to get better opportunities. And we know that your end goal isn't to do merch at a venue or security at a venue. That's fine. But these are these are your letters along the way, right? This is your path you were talking about, Neil. And through this path, you can start to meet local crew and maybe shadow jobs that require, I don't know, a bit more training. And uh, I don't know, what are some of those jobs? The jobs that I guess that kind of come to my mind first are maybe like lighting designer, front of house, you know, sound guy for a group or artist or event. Production manager basically sets up the stage, kind of makes sure things are happening on time with the stage and production and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then maybe a monitor, which is like kind of like sound design or front of house sound guy or girl, but just more with on stage sound because as you know, the PA is on the front of the stage facing out and a lot of people on stage don't actually hear that. They need some kind of way to hear what they're doing. So that's what a monitor person does as well. Yeah. Like a lot of these jobs are all touring jobs, right? Yeah. But I don't know if you guys know, but these jobs will be in house at some venues, specifically smaller venues, right? I don't know. Like that, I might be wrong there. Do you want? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, everybody starts somewhere. So like a lot of times when a large artist is coming through, They'll have a smaller opener that will come and they won't have a front of house guy. So mm -hmm. the, the sound guy for the venue will mix them or the lighting designer for the venue will actually do their lights and monitors, same thing. And so a lot of people, before they go out on the road, they get a lot of experience by working with these artists that come through on big tours that don't have people on tour with them. That's kind of how a lot of people are found. Like you'll kind of go through a town and someone's really good at what they do and they're like, hey man. We're going to be going on tour next year. We need a lighting director or we need a front of house guy, front of house girl, whatever. And you're awesome. You know, could we get some contacts? That's you're staying in contact with them. And and then that's how a lot of people kind of get their start touring is actually being there and showing the person, hey, this is how good I am. It's like a resume in person. You are actually applying for the job without even meaning to, you know. Yeah. And the reason we say do security, merch, concessions, or runner is because you can't walk up to a venue and be like, hey, I want to be a lighting designer. Let me shadow your lighting designer. It just doesn't work like that. You kind of have to 
meet all the people that work there and become part of their community, part of their network, and then ask when it makes sense to be like, hey, you know, after I'm done working the door and letting people in for the show, do you think I could come hang out with you behind the lighting desk and just see what it's like to do your job? And then you watch them, you learn, and then afterwards you might ask them a few questions. And then, you know, you go home and you do some research and you learn. And that kind of initiative is really how you start learning in this industry. That's how you get, that's how you get your foot in the door. That's how you get your experience before you're able to get hired, you know? Well, it's, it's how it's, how, it also shows people, Hey man, this guy really wants it. This girl really wants it. They want to go out of their way, put themselves in these situations that most people don't even think, you know, it's like you're going out of your way to do more, to be the, the person that someone wants to hire. You know, like if I was going to hire someone as a guitar tech, I want someone that's going out of their way to show me how they're doing it, but obviously in an appropriate way, you know, it's like if someone was like creepy or like they kind of came up and were like, yo, I'm a fucking the best sound guy ever. Like (laughs) I'm going to fucking do this shit. It's like, it doesn't really work that way, but like, these are really acceptable ways of doing that. It kind of like, you'll understand too, by like listening to the last week's podcast, like talking about networking, there's like tons of things that kind of bleed over into this episode as well. It's like, you got to know that before you can get to this part, because you want to go in there and you want to like be able to talk to them and and do these things that like don't feel weird. You know, you don't want to be off putting like a lot of times people will come and, you know, we had a bunch of uh, interns that worked at the studio and they were just cool people to be around. They just were a good hang and maybe they weren't the best at it. And we've talked about this before, but we hired them. We're like, hey, you're a really good hang and you're not you're not the best at what you, you want to be. But I think that you could be. Yeah. And they kind of see the future and not that they know the future, but they see what could happen. And <laughs> they're psychic. Yeah, that's the that's the thing is once you get to a certain level, you become psychic. Now, it, it just when you're a good hang and good to be around, people can kind of see what they want to see for you. Yeah. And they want to help you out. They see themselves in you. They see how they were starting because now they're in a, p- a place of they're doing much better for themselves. Let's say, you know, they're a photographer that's on tour all the time or they're a guitar player in a band or guitar tech, whatever. They started where you are and they see you're taking the initiative and they want to help people like that. So, yeah, and we could actually use the example of Connor. Connor yeah. is the guy who edits this podcast. Thank you, Connor. Hi, Connor. You're hearing this. But Connor started as a very interactive person on my raw editing challenge, which is just an online contest I did. And we connected through that. And we've worked together for like seven months now. And I was like, hey, I'm starting this new project. Do you want to be a part of it? You can do the editing. I'll train you and teach you. And Connor knows a little bit about editing. But honestly, we've just been learning the past month together. And to me, it's more valuable to teach him and have him grow with me than to hire somebody, not to mention that I can't afford to hire somebody right off the bat. So, you know, he's getting some valuable experience and working on this podcast. And hopefully we'll eventually get him on tour. But that's a very good example of how he kind of snuck his way in without any experience other than being other than determination. He's awesome. I mean, yeah. I actually went and checked out his uh, Instagram profile after I guess it's been a month after meeting him about a month ago. I went and checked out his Instagram the other day and his photography is absolutely incredible. But I personally would have never seen his work without him doing what he did and coming and working for the podcast and kind of exploring his own journey and and taking different paths than what a normal photographer would. I mean, you know, it's important. Yeah, you better bet he's seen the next A Day to Remember show in his area. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. All right, cool. All right, now we've talked about, I don't know, how to create some luck. Let's talk about how you can shadow people because I know we say to do a lot of these things and I like exploring the intricacies and the the little details and like rather than just telling people, we'll kind of walk you through how to do it. And like Neil said earlier, everybody has a different path. It doesn't matter. Just figure out what works for you. 
And I'll start us off here and just say, we already talked about, you know, local crew is one of the people that you could shadow. And that's what we talked about. People that work at your local venue, they're from your area. And we kind of walk through that path. You know, you might work at the venue, you might meet somebody from there, ask them if you can shadow them. A little bit hard with Corona right now, but this is just talking about when the world winds back up. But you want to put yourself in a position where you can ask someone at a venue to shadow them. Other than that, I guess there's touring crew. Absolutely. Touring crew is... Like Adam said, when the world gets back going and tours are happening again, you should reach out to people that are on tour. Maybe you can, you are already working with some local crew members and maybe some people have come through and you have met them, you know, utilizing the skills that you learned on the networking podcast and keep in touch with them. Hey, you know, you're going to be coming back through with this band on the next tour. Do you mind if I kind of come out and just watch what you're doing, kind of sit behind you and learn things that I can't learn without being there. You know, Mm -hmm. that's one of the most important things about shadowing is you are there to just go behind them and watch all the little intricacies. That's a hard word to say. You're a word stealer. Were you going to say that? No, I already said it. You already said it. Yeah, you stole the word. We never use that word. Now we used it twice in one podcast. God, That means I know what it means. And you reminded me that it existed. Oh, you're welcome. No, I am a word stealer. That's another thing you can do is. When people say big words, you can use them after they're gone and act like they're yours and you can feel much smarter. It's kind of, it is very important to do those things though. Like you, you can learn how to walk the walk. You can learn how to talk the talk. And it's very important to do that because when you're in a venue, those things are very important. Everyone works with these people day in and day out. They have a certain way of talking, a certain way of acting, a certain way of being. And you can only learn those little minute details, those little fine Find things that you would never see unless you're there shadowing someone, asking questions after everything that happens. And it's super important to do that. Yeah, I like what you said about just to add on and say that, you know, you want to learn those things you can't learn at home. So if you're trying to be a guitar tech, you need to learn how to restring a guitar at home and how to tech the actual guitar at home. And then when you have that FaceTime with the crew member, don't ask them how to do the technical stuff you can learn. You want to ask them how to do the things that you can't even search on Google. It's like, why do you hold the guitar for 30 minutes before you give it to the person? Yeah. It's like, you could never <laughs> learn that. It's like, hey, it's made out of wood. You got to have it warm up because once it warms up, it goes out of tune. Oh, really? You could never learn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's little things like that, that like guitar techs do where like when you you go see someone standing on the side of the stage when they're about to hand off a guitar, they're usually holding it, mm-hmm. kind of strumming it lightly and kind of touching around the neck. They want to warm that wood up so it doesn't flex or get out of tune whenever they give it to you for real. I know that sounds funny, but that's the truth. It's you like, want to warm that wood up. <laughs> yeah, warm, stroke the neck or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, like it is It is true though. Like there's little things like that that you could never learn without being there in person and like asking those little questions. You wouldn't even think to ask the question without seeing it and be like, that's really weird that you're doing that. Why would you do that? Yeah, we suggest if you're going to go shadow somebody, we'll talk about this later, but one of the main points is don't ask them the question while they're working. <laughs> Wait till they're done. There's, there's, there's a how to do all these things, but we'll, we'll go over how to act at the venue in a little bit. Why are you stroking that guitar's neck like that? Hey, sir, uh, I know you're on, you're, he's like about to run on stage. Like, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, before you go on stage, um, hey, I need you. <laughs> they're like, uh, they're like shadowing a photographer. You're about to snap like this most beautiful shot you've ever taken. You're like, hey, uh, what, what is that giant pole you have the camera on there for? <laughs> why, why are you, do- hey. How's this work? Okay, so local crew, touring crew, and I think the last way you can kind of learn from people that do this for a living is to contact touring crew that are kind of at home in their off time. And this one's up to you on how to find these people, but I would suggest Instagram. People probably tag their texts. Find out who's on there. Hit them up. Use your skills we taught in networking. Hit them up. Say, I want to buy you lunch. 
I just want to talk to you for a little bit. Don't ask to pick their brain. <laughs> I, I mean, I got to be honest. Um, lunch is awesome. Agreed. Okay. So now that we're telling you what to do, let's tell them how to do it. So how to reach out to somebody, because we're not in real life right now, right? We're, we're mostly email and Instagram. So how do you reach out to somebody in a touring crew that's at home or somebody that you want to you want to talk to and say, hey, you know, I, I like what you do. This is what you're doing. Like, I don't know. Let's talk about the tone of that message. I think one of the most important things to do is kind of be informal, but not rude. Don't use dear or sincerely because no one fucking talks like that. Yeah. But like you, it is an email. So, you know, you kind of have to be structured and they are people. You have to talk to them like people, even though it's kind of weird and it's an email. They're people. It's a person on the other side of that screen and they're going to read it. And if someone says like, dear this, and I hope you sincerely love that. It's like people are going to be like, this person's this person has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And so that's how you talk to them. I would say it's important to keep the message short and straight to the point. And if you want to run it by us ever, hit us up on Patreon. We'll help you out. But so the person that's receiving this, the first sign they will have that you have no idea what you're doing is if you send them a very long message. Keep it straight to the point. So the contents are who, what, where, and when. So tell them who you are, what you're reaching out to them for, where you need to meet up with them or where this is going to happen and when. So and the structure is kind of like your intro, your body, and your thank you. So Neil, can you knock an example out? I don't know if you can knock one out at the top of your head. Hey, Adam, my name is Neil. Uh, I've followed your work for a long time. I saw that you were going to be coming through with Diplo on the third. I would love to shadow you. Uh, you guys are going to be playing at the sports arena in San Diego on the third. Uh, let me know if that's a possibility to come out and shadow you. Thanks for your time, Neil. Yeah, that's great. And the only thing that's different for photographers than anything else is you got to tell them, you got to show them your website, but you just leave sure. it down there in your signature, but that's perfect. Oh, you're really good. It's like you send emails for a living. I actually, I think this is one of the things that I hope to get better at is learning some of these things as well as like, I think that as much as I have sent emails in my life, I need practice as well. And I think that no one is perfect, even the people who have done it for many, many years. So, and the reason we keep these things short is when you start to email managers or people or people who tour, they're very busy. And the best way to respect their time is by sending them a short email. And if you respect their times, they will respect yours. Now, Anil, what happens if they don't email you back? What's that mean? Or write you back? Or they see it on Instagram and still don't respond? You can't take it personal. You know, I am very bad at this as well. I'm sure Adam could attest to this. People are super busy and they have a lot going on. And a lot of times they do want to work with you or they are okay with it, but they just don't write back to you. Sometimes they write you back or they don't write you back and that just means no and they don't know how to say it. They're not very good at email or they're not very good at communication. It's, you know, everyone's a human, so there's no right or wrong way that people do business, but it's okay if they say no. That's okay. It happens to everyone. You yes. just need one yes. Like we all get told no. Neil gets told no now. I do. No matter where you get in your career, it does not get easier and it does not get less common. If anything, if you're doing it right, it should get more common. Yes. It's hard. Like that's one of the things I think like for me, especially I don't like to be told no, but at the same time, I would never like not ask a question that I want to know the answer to because someone could tell me no. I would never let that affect that ever. You got to get used to it. You got to practice it. And then if somebody does tell you no and they take the time to email you back, don't be a dick. Say thank you for your time. I can't yeah. tell you the amount of time. And I'm sure you have a good story about this too, Neil. It's like, or when somebody asks me for something and I tell them no and they hit me back, they're like, oh, that's totally fine. Thank you so much for your time. If anything opens up in the future, just let me know. Here's how you can contact me. I reach out to those people 
because Absolutely. I know that they can take, I know that they, you know, have their shit together. I don't know. Do you have any stories like that? Uh, it's like, it's hard to think of like off the top of my head, but it happens all the time. And it kind of goes back to that whole, I, I feel like we've referenced the networking thing a lot because it is such an important thing in this, in any industry, any walk of life, like really it is important, but those things come back. It's, it's something that happens. Like everything is, it's a circle, you know, like it may not work out this time, but it's going to come back around. And if you are a dick to someone just because they tell, you no, there's going to be another opportunity where you're going to be like, man, I wish that I wasn't a dick then, because now I really could use you liking me and wanting to help me out because this would be perfect and I would be perfect for it, but they will never know that because you were a dick and you kind of screwed yourself. They will remember that. I didn't remember just now, but they will. Yeah. <laughs> they will. <laughs> I am not they. Yeah. I mean, I am, but it's fine. If if there was a specific instance and it was someone and they were coming back to me, I would be like, yeah, but that one time and I don't really think I could put my name on referencing you because you could act like that again and it just doesn't really, you know. Yeah. It's too risky. We talked about that. You know, you don't want to reference somebody because you want them to, like if somebody is unpredictable and they react in less than optimal ways, a percentage of the time that's greater than zero, you do not want to associate with them because one of those times could be maybe you went out on a limb and suggested them for a job or suggested them for a gig and they messed it up. And now that makes you look bad. And as you can probably tell, your rapport with other people means a lot in this industry. Did I use that word right? Rapport? Yeah. No, you did. And it's kind of like there was a, there's an old H2O song. It's like guilty, guilty by association, you know? Yeah. It's like you're judged for who you know. That's the lyrics of the song and it like couldn't be more true. It's like networking 101, you know, people do shitty stuff, but they see you with the guy who does shitty stuff and they don't know you, then they're probably going to assume you do shitty stuff. So you got to think about those things, unfortunately. All right, I threw this in here, Neil. It's kind of irrelevant, but always relevant because while you're doing all this stuff and you have your network and if you're part of our Patreon, then you're part of our network. Other people listen to this podcast. Some people are going to be moving forward. Maybe they'll get a job. You're going to see other people becoming more successful than you. It's okay. Celebrate that. It's okay. Yes. And it's, it's natural to compare yourself to other people. I always think though, it's like key what you do with that comparison, right? It's with anything. It's how you utilize those feelings. It's okay to have those feelings, but how you act on them is what defines you. Yeah. You have to cheer people on. Like if something good happens to somebody, be like, Hey man, good for you. That's fucking awesome. And you have to be sincere when you say these things. It's, it's, yeah, you have to really mean it. You don't realize how small the world really is, especially different communities within like different professions, photographers, guitar techs, the world itself is small, but then when you even get down smaller than that to these different professions, it's even smaller. So if you're known as being this positive person that's going out and you're really being sincere and you're like, Hey man, that's fucking awesome that this happened for you. And you mean it like people remember that mm -hmm. it leaves a good impression on them. And again, when your name comes up in a conversation, like, Hey, what do you think about this person? They're like, Oh, they're fucking great. You know, they're yeah. hard worker, really good to be around. I like fucking hanging out with them. They're <laughs> rad. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They're cool. I like them. You know, like that's, that's how it is. It's, you got to yeah. do that. And when you compare yourself to people, use it as like proof that where you're going is possible. So if you're like, Hey, you know, Johnny's been guitar teching for a year less than me. And now he's already two years ahead of me. What am I doing wrong? It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's just that you're on different paths and they got to a place that you want to get to. And that means it's possible for you to get there. So use the comparison as a way to be like, this is possible, not as 
hey, they got it, therefore I don't. That's not how it really works. You never really know what other people are doing. You never really understand their story. You never really, you never really know what other people are doing. Well, yeah, you don't, you don't see the parts that are not obvious, you know, like you don't see the things that like are not, if you aren't in their, from their, in their shoes, you know, if you don't see all the little intricacies that they, maybe they're working eight hours a day and you're only working five hours a day, but you still think you're killing it. And you don't understand mm-hmm. why you're not doing, you know, why you're not getting it. You don't see everything that is going on behind the scenes. All the luck they're creating. Yes. You you can't compare yourself to them in that way. You can look and be like, look, getting there is possible. This is real. This is a thing that happens. I'm <laughs> All not, right. Okay. I'm saying it right here on this podcast. I'm going to be the most successful from my sparkling water company that I'm going to create. Not even anything else. So what's it called? I'm putting it out here. I'm putting it in the world. Call it spicy water. No, it's called scorpion water. Oh, nice. Because it's got that sting, boy. Oh, I get it. All right. So to recap so far, you know, you are creating your own luck. You're getting out there. You're going to try to shadow people. Let's say you get to the point where it's like, all right, this person said, yes, I can come to the venue. What the hell goes on next? Well, the most important thing or one of the first things you need to figure out is what you're going to wear on your first day of the job. Gucci. You're wearing Gucci? No, I'm just kidding. It is important, though. It's super important. Because people judge you on it, right? If somebody sees you at a concert, they don't always get to talk to you. They just see you. Someone's wearing flip-flops and jorts. I'm like, this guy might not know what he's doing. What's that band that always wear flip-flops? August Burns Red. They're probably in August (laughs) Burns Red. (laughs) They drive a John Deere to work, which is cool. Your outfit is your first impression on people. It's your uniform. It's what you wear to let people know what you're doing and that you understand what you're doing. So Neil, shout it out. What's the outfit? What's the go-to uniform for any concert crew? All black everything. Stage blacks is what they're called. And be simple. You know, you want something that is like comfortable, but durable. And you don't care if it gets dirty or sweaty or smelly or whatever. It's just got to be something that is very, it's comfortable, easy to work in, easy to move around in. For example, if you're a photographer, you're going to be crouching, you're going to get in weird spots and you don't want something that's kind of, you know, you don't want to wear like a short skirt and you're like trying to cover things up or what, you know, you just don't want to do that. You want to wear things that are comfortable, easy to work in, that you don't mind getting dirty and stuff like that. For me, I always try to make sure that I can, like you said, like sometimes I wish I could wear a skirt because when I squat down in my uh, pants, it like restrains me. So I always wear like really flexible pants. You know, Adam, you can wear a skirt if you want. I know, but I think it would be distracting from... For me, the guitar player. (laughs) Yes, for you. I'm like, holy crap, is dangles hanging out that would yeah and, and that's a, maybe a little inappropriate you know maybe people are like uh i don't know uh, whatever but the thing is is you don't want to be seen you want to do what you do and you're kind of floating if you are good at what you do most people will never notice yeah that's the other thing you're kind of like just focus on the show yeah it's that people are there for the event for the show what's happening they're not there to kind of be blocked by someone's pink shirt that's switching guitars and shit like that if people are good at what they're doing you're, you don't even see them and that kind of all starts with clothes. And then your shoes are really important too. Make sure you have comfy shoes you can move around in that are also black. And then earplugs. Oh, yeah. I wish I wore earplugs when I was younger. I mean, that's one of the things is like when I was growing up, we always play loud amps and now I can't hear anything. So yeah. And the, and the reason you want to dress this way is because like we said, people will judge you on how you look, especially because your first day on the job, Neil and I have all seen these people backstage. You're going to look so like bewildered and confused because there's, it's just impossible to avoid. And it still happens to me sometimes at festivals, but there's just so much going on. Yes. There's just so much to take in. You're going to have this look on your face like, am I in the way? What's going on? What's that guy doing? Why is that person looking at me? 
what's going on. So you need to make sure you're at least dressed the part so that security's not coming up to you all the time and be like, why are you here? Why are you wearing a white t-shirt? And why are you wearing clogs? Clogs are the, the wooden things, right? Clogs are cool now. Or no, Crocs are cool now. Oh, yeah. But they work with these people every single day. They yeah. work with professionals on a very high level every single day. They know what the uniform for this job looks like. And if you aren't wearing it, it's like first thing they're just going to be like, okay, something's up here. I need to ask more questions. I need to see what's going on because it's their job to keep people safe in those situations. So if you're somewhere that you are allowed to be, if you're working, but you don't look the part, they're going to fuck with you all day and you're not going to be able to do your job appropriately. And it's not going to be good for anyone because they're just trying to do their job. So yeah, that's what they're looking out for. The same kind of goes for online, to be honest. Like if you are going to start reaching out to people on Instagram or emailing them, you need to make sure that your visual first impressions all lead back to how you want to present yourself, whether that be your profile picture or what it says in your profile or what your email address is. You know, you want to hit them up from, I don't know, Donkey Kong 73 at hotmail.aol.com or something. Just have it be something appropriate. Yeah, something that is not, I think it goes back to the clothing thing. You have to dress the part for the Mm -hmm. job you want. Yeah. And that is the same for your online appearance. It's like you have to have the appearance for the job that you want. No one wants someone that has, I don't know, whatever weird shit online and they're saying dumb, weird shit. And no one wants someone like unprofessional. I don't want I need someone to represent the brand that I'm trying to create. Mm -hmm. And if that isn't a part of that, I'm not going to I'm most likely not going to pick that person to be hired to work for me. It's just it's really that simple. It's not you're hiring people to be an extension of yourself. So think about that. Like if you want to get a job working for Adam Elmacias, you need to be something that Adam Elmacias can look at and be like, this person is an, is an extension of me. Yeah. This person can go off and act accordingly. And it's easy for him to feel confident in you. And so your appearance online is a huge way to kind of show that without even asking any questions of you, you know? Yo, can I tell you something cool? Please. Yeah. My brother's a teacher in China. That's not the cool part. That is cool. But that's that part of cool. the story. My brother teaches sixth grade there. He speaks Chinese. And one of the classes he had to teach his sixth graders was how to create an online persona. That's something they studied over there and taught in their class. Can you think about how far ahead of us they are? We don't learn like anything real world applicable, at least that I know of. In sixth grade, all I cared about was hanging out with girls and lunch. That's all I remember (laughs) from sixth grade, to be completely honest. Mine was being avoiding girls because they were scary and being like three feet smaller than everybody. <laughs> girls probably hated me. So, you know, it was the same thing. They just avoided me. It was the other way around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Moving on. Okay. So that's how you dress. Now, once you get there, how to act. Yes. So it's important to listen very carefully to whoever you are shadowing. Everything they say is important and on purpose. Like they're going to tell you everything you need to know. They are... I've already accepted that you are going to become shadowing them. So they have been thinking about the fact that, hey, this person's going to be watching me do my job. Pretty much all of the things that are being said, they've probably thought about beforehand. They're like, hey, this is important for you to know. Yeah. Just take notes of those things. Like listen to every response. If they tell you not to go somewhere or not to do something and you don't understand why, just listen to it. Because there's a lot of things that go on in venues that don't make any sense until you've been doing it for a long time and you just got to trust them. And you don't want to find out why the wrong way. Because a lot of times that means that you won't come back. People will be like, that guy did the thing that you're not supposed to do. And 
now he's dead so <laughs> you know take notes of what they do and if you want to ask them questions ask them when they're done doing their job unless they gave you permission to ask when they're doing it because working on tour is busy it's yes. hard it's not just what you do but it's how you do it other than that just be mature i don't know how else to tell you but just chill out don't do anything like overtly stupid like ask for a photo with the band or what else what else do people well, not just do? just think about it like this you're there working right and it's like any job there is appropriate things to do and there's inappropriate things to do when you're at a job and mm -hmm. it's like if you're not at a job it's different you know like if you're like just by yourself you're at the movies you see someone you want to go talk to them it's probably pretty normal hey you're a famous person i look up to you you ask them for a picture when it's not weird they're not doing something like eating or something like that it's completely normal it's fine but you're working you wouldn't yeah. do that at your job it's just it's the same thing but it's just a different career it's a different venue a different place where these things are happening and they may seem that's what's kind of weird and confusing sometimes is like you're in a venue and you're used to going to concerts and you're used to being the fan but now it's a profession now you're doing it and you need to be professional you need to take it seriously you need to think about it like anything else that you have done that you have taken seriously and you wouldn't want to fuck it up by doing something that makes it seem like you're not a professional the moment that someone thinks about you as a person and, and thinks, hey, this person's not professional, they're not going to give you the respect. They're not going to give you the tasks that you're hoping to get to further your career. Just avoid that completely. Don't do things that don't make sense. I mean, it's and if you don't know, probably don't do it. If it's like a question in your head, you're like, does this make sense? Just probably avoid it. We can go over. I think we can go over a good amount of things that they shouldn't do. I think most importantly, shitting on the bus. Don't shit on the bus to go on the bus. A lot of stuff at concerts is nonverbal. So a lot of things you might not be doing, but if it appears like you're doing them, it doesn't matter if you're doing them or not. So that, and that's pretty strict. Like if you're backstage and it looks like you're taking a photo, that's a big deal because yes. there's a lot of things back there that don't need to be photographed or shouldn't be photographed because they're private. You're in somebody's home, essentially. Even if you're not taking photos with your phone, that's great. But if it looks like you're doing it, it doesn't matter. So make sure you're kind of operating from that mentality that if it looks like you're doing something, you might as well be doing it backstage. So I think that can be extended to being on your phone when somebody's talking to you, you know, maybe let them know ahead of time. Hey, if I'm on my phone, I'm probably taking notes, but you don't want to be right. disrespectful and look like you're not listening to them. Or if somebody's walking by and you're shadowing as a photographer, make sure you turn your camera lens away from them. Make sure you make it obvious that you're not doing something you shouldn't be doing. You don't get a chance to go back and correct it in most times because a lot of people will just, they're so busy when you're on tour. Like you don't have time to be like, what the fuck's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, no, I promise I'm not doing that. It's like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, he's fucking taking pictures. Get him the fuck out of here. Shit's weird. Get him out of here. It's really that simple. Like there's yeah. no, and, and it's not like to scare you. It's just people don't have time to fucking deal with things that they don't have allotted time for. Everyone back there has an amount of time to get things done. They don't have time for things that they're not prepared to deal with. It's just avoid that completely and you're probably better off. It's very busy. So other than that, the things that you can't do backstage or when you shadow somebody are post photos of your credentials. So the passes they give you, those are pretty, those aren't supposed to be posted online because it's a security issue. Yep. Other things, other versions of shitting on the bus that aren't shitting on the bus, but just things you shouldn't do. Get drunk. Don't do it. Yeah, don't get drunk. You can have beer. You can be social, yeah. but don't get wasted. I mean, we know all the alcohol is free. It doesn't mean you need to drink at all. It's not, don't need to do that. That's the other thing is like, you know, if you are allowed to go into catering, don't like shove shit in your pockets. Like you're not back there taking shit. You don't want to seem like you've never eaten food before. You know, just be, it's like normal human shit, you know, like 
and in my head it's normal human stuff but like if it feels weird if you feel like you're like getting like oh this is so amazing be very tame with it yeah you know if someone offers you something take what they're offering you not more yeah you know it's like you you have i think we've talked about this before but these kind of things are super important because this is your opportunity to make this person feel good about working with you, you know, and you don't know in the future when you're going to get to work with them again. You don't want to know who they're going to talk to about, Hey man, uh, this guy came and shadowed me. He was awesome. You know, if you're looking for someone, you know, next time you come through, give him a shot. It's constantly happening. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it goes back to networking. You got to be thinking about those things at any chance you get. Every action matters. Every action matters. Yeah. Again, just to reiterate, it's a job. Everyone's there to do a job and it's cool to hang out too. You know, like when there's little instances to talk and chat with somebody, that's totally cool. Don't talk their ear off. Listen, you're there to listen. Don't try to like one up them with whatever shit you've done in your life and kind of prove that's a good one. Whatever is going on. You don't want to be that person, you know, like you don't want to go in there and be like, my dad fucking guitar tech. Doing the right thing sometimes at the wrong time. That's called punishing. You're basically being selfish in the moment. You want to let them do their job. So these situations can be anxiety inducing. You can feel uncomfortable. You can feel like everybody's cooler than you, but you're already there. So all you have to do now is listen, take it in, enjoy as much as you can and leave this person that has granted you access to the venue with them a good feeling afterwards. You'd want them to go away thinking, wow, that is a person who just genuinely wanted to learn. They didn't have anything to prove. They just came out here and did their thing. And yeah, because you you don't have anything to prove yet. You know, you're still learning what you need to know to prove, you know, you you aren't in that part of the of the process yet. You haven't been given an opportunity to prove yourself. You just need to sponge, learn, soak it all in SpongeBob on SpongeBob. I think we can conclude this episode here in conclusion. I hope all this helped. We are in the business of networking and you cannot rush it. Everything comes in time. Everything happens for a reason. You just got to get out there. Start meeting people, taking names down, connecting with people, helping your friends out. Like it really, once you get in the flow of it, you're like, oh, my life is just networking now. And that's just, that's just all it is. You just help each other out. And I love you. And I hope that this helps. Yeah. So right now I understand that it's a bit frustrating. Corona exists, but we just have to get a little bit creative. That's why we started a podcast. So yeah, we'll do it. We were handed lemons and then we made a podcast. Let's go to New Zealand and tour there. All three shows. (laughs) They have no Corona, right? I don't know. They wouldn't even let us in there. They're like, you're from America? No. (laughs) Yeah. I don't blame them. We can go to China. Hang on my brother. I would go to China. I mean, maybe I think they probably wouldn't let me in. Would China let me go to them? I don't know. They're like, hey, in third grade, you said some weird joke about Chinese food and you're not allowed in here. So leave. I'm like, all right. Goodbye. All right. Well, we hope that you can use your skills with networking and put them to use in the real world when that makes sense. And if you have questions, we're here. Yeah. If you have questions, come hang out with us on Patreon. We get a Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, let us know. We'll teach you about it. But it's awesome. It's like Slack, but a little more friendly. So if you use Slack for work, it's like that. Come hang out. We've got a good community on there. For some reason, they've got the habit of saying good morning to each other every day right now. So oh, every morning. <laughs> my Discord is an entire community. So my Discord for my Twitch, the Neil Westfall yeah. Discord, they it's like their own little, it's a constant chat room that's happening every single day. They say good night to each other. They say good morning to each other. I love that. Like they, they talk to each other about all these things that are happening in their life and they know... They know everything that's going on. And like, I'll go on there 
I'll talk to people, kind of stay in contact with people. We'll go on the Discord. We will be there to answer questions. That's the cool thing about joining our Patreon is you have access to that Discord and you can kind of get on there. And if you do have questions, we can almost answer them in real time. And as this grows and as this gets bigger, there'll be opportunities on there. There'll be ways to kind of get in contact with people that you want to be in contact with. So you want to get in early. You want to join the Patreon. You want to be a part of this process on the right side. Well, hell yeah. Your excitement makes me excited. And on that note, I think we can send it off. All right, guys, have a good one. I have been Adam and will always be Adam. And I've been Adam too, but also Neil and not Adam. You've been Neil this entire time. You've been Neil. Goodbye. All right, peace. Later. Thanks, Kevin. 